This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Moving quickly with Swifty and Andrew Cash. It's our midweek roundtable. Uh, Mark Stein after the news at the top of the hour. Uh, Got to ask, this is a, a report that just came out today, and it's called Canada's Communications Future, Time to Act. 235-page report, and uh, it involved taking a look at the, the Broadcast Act, the Communications Act, uh, all of the big telecommunications acts, all in one fell swoop. And it, it's recommending, for example, that Netflix and streaming services uh, pay a tax which they say is critical to the health of Canadian culture. Uh, They want to address the CBC funding model and also extend the fund for local journalism to uh, broadcast media. Andrew, uh, all good proposals? Something of merit or note here? Yeah, there's definitely lots of merit and lots to note. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the broadcasters do pay into a fund that helps support uh, the production of Canadian content, uh, whereas Netflix and the other over-the-top um, companies do not. So I think that that's just trying to e- level the playing field there. Um, I think that, you know, the government made a decision to essentially bail out print media with a $600 million um, uh, bailout. And I think that's, as time goes on, I think that's increasingly difficult to swallow uh, given given uh, how tight the media market is. Yeah, you know, for for startups, for digital startups, uh-huh. for for radio, for any kind of um, media other than so, what are you suggesting that they nix that or uh, extend that to broadcast media? Well, <clears throat> I think that if they're going to uh, help out broadcast media, and by the way, what they're trying to do is is encourage uh, um, full time hires, right? That's that's what right. the, the credits right. for. I think that's a good idea. I, you know, we all know that that the issue of precarious work in media is a is is a growing and complex problem. So I think uh, looking at media, looking at news, looking at local news, this this is essential. These are essential things. It looks like CBC is backing out of that sort of um, of of uh, well, maybe through space. no choice of their own because they don't have the viewership. But there's also talk <laughs> of a, a funding model change. And in, in other sure. words, they yeah. don't. None of their platforms would involve advertising. That's the recommend. Let me ask Catherine about that. I mean, Catherine, a good idea to extend the fund for local journalism into broadcast media. No, no. There's another way to level the playing field, and that is why subsidize some and not others. Don't subsidize anybody, including the CBC. We know that in the CBC's case, uh, viewership, you know, nobody watches it anymore. Basically, they have abysmal ratings. We spend a ton of taxpayer dollars on it. Uh, and when I, I just skimmed some of the coverage of this report, I haven't read the whole thing, obviously, yet. But uh, I, all I can see here is it's, it's a Luddite-like report. It's, it's denying Canadians the advantage that the immense advantages of uh, technology and broadcasting and communications by trying to constrain the benefits of it. And things like taxing Netflix. I mean, I think the playing field should be leveled. Again, we can argue as to how that would be done. But does anybody really think that's just not going to rebound right back on on consumers? Your Netflix bills are just going to go up. So the notion that you're going to tax these companies and somehow it's going to be benign for average Canadians is just just malarkey. Sure. But, uh, but the we do of having more media beholden to government. No thanks. I think we've seen too much media beholden to government, and in a so-called democracy like Canada, that shouldn't happen. More subsidizing more crummy Canadian content that nobody watches All right, right but now. But the idea that Netflix, if there's a tax on them and these other streaming services, Disney Plus, Apple, blah blah blah, it uh, would retain 
jobs. You said full-time jobs, Andrew. Uh, if the cost to consumers, I mean, it's a form of uh, redistribution of monies. Uh, do you see it as having merit again because it would protect jobs or increase jobs? Well, you know, what company doesn't, uh, doesn't have to pay uh, taxes in Canada? I mean, come on. Um, why shouldn't Netflix have to pay tax? Look, all the people listening to this show right now are paying tax. <laughs> you know, why shouldn't Netflix? Well, and they'll be it? paying more if the recommendations of this report are adopted. You know, so many industry, everybody, every industry out there is facing some degree of disruption because of technology. Why do we single out one or two or three that somehow deserve all kinds of our money, our taxpayer dollars, and others? Well, they they're just left to to you know make out on their own die or whatever the case may be. These changes are real. You can't do you can't do anything about it. Technology, and again, the the impacts of these kinds of recommendations will just make it tougher on Canadians. Will limit their freedom of choice in terms of the options they have, and and cost them more. So I, I just don't see it as a win. And you know, it, and this also is recommending more powers to the CRTC, which in my view is a body that should be completely phased out. They're in a world that doesn't exist anymore, and they're trying to control things that are basically not controllable. Hmm. This isn't the role of government. They shouldn't be telling Canadians what they can consume right, and me, increase the cost. Let me ask you quickly here, because I'm all, almost out of time. But By the way, I don't agree, agree with much of what or most of what you just <laughs> said, Catherine. Just I'm for the sure. record. All right. <laughs> you wanted that put down. Uh, then if we're talking about uh, when it comes to private business or equity making decisions, uh, you know, and picking winners and losers... I don't know if you read or heard BlackRock. Uh, you know, I guess it's the biggest private equity firm, $7 trillion they've got under management. They decided, though, that they uh, wanted to support this Climate Action uh, 100 group, which basically says that uh, they're going to divest from fossil fuel industries and uh, pour their money instead into green projects and uh, that kind of thing. It's discretionary investment. Uh, and so... In some cases, it's not about shareholder value and whatever else. That's the principal or primary concern. It's about doing the right thing socially. Andrew, I could guess that you're going to support well, that initiative. Well, I, I support it, but it is about shareholder value as well. I mean, look at the, uh, the you know, the sort of anemic uh, gains from from the oil and gas sector on the S&P compared to what's happening in other renewable technologies. Uh, so I think that there is also a pragmatic play for BlackRock and other investors where they're seeing, look, um, this is where the future is. It's obvi obviously, uh, you know, they're still in oil and gas. Uh, they're still going to be tied there, but they're looking for other... Uh, well, uh, and increasingly, though, companies increasingly. are divesting themselves from That's these right. types That's of... That's right. But I think it's a mix of both uh, the reality of, of climate change, but also the reality of the bottom line. And they want to see uh, they want to see healthier bottom lines. And those those are increasingly going to be in the renewables. All right. I'll ask well, you, Swift. I think if that were true, everybody would be flocking to these renewables anyway, and you wouldn't need some kind of moral suasion. What worries me about this is the notion that public sector pension funds and this is happening, are divesting themselves of certain things they consider politically incorrect and getting into others. And if they lose money, guess who's going to be picking up the tab for that, private sector taxpayers? You and me. All right. That's a big worry. Let's leave on that note. A lot of worry to go around this afternoon. Uh, Catherine Swift. My aching back. Yeah, well, you get better real fast. The former Thank head you. of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business and Andrew Cash, former NDPMP, founder of the Urban Worker Project. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.